Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I had to go about it, write it out, and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the final word, Women's Ashes Daily, the second one-day international, the seventh game of the multi-format series. Jeff Lemon and Melissa's story with you at Bristol. The show's brought to you by Westfield London, Westfield Stratford City. And you, Melissa, are going to tell us about 100 overs, or thereabouts, maybe 98 overs, in the space of 30 seconds. OK, here we go. Australia win the toss, choose to bat first on this surface. They lose a few early wickets, then things start to rebuild slightly. Elise Perry, 41, dropped so many times I can't even count. Beth Mooney anchored the innings, never quite looked comfortable, but it's a very slow pitch, and it, that was proven with the flurry of wickets towards the end for Australia. England got off to a flyer in reply, chasing 2-6-4. I'm going to put a question mark next to that one. And then the spin was introduced, and then England lost their heads. They were running around like headless chickens, didn't quite know what to do until Heather Knight at the end got her team home with England's best batter, Kate Cross. They've got there. They've won. England have won three in a row against Australia. They lost the test match. They lost the first T20. They had to win five in a row to try to get the Ashes back. Well, they've ticked off the first three and the Australians are rattled. They are. And we've seen a few, you know, Australians walk past interviews. Alyssa Healy said after the last game, her, her reply was ouch to Australia losing. And, you know, that's after two losses. We, we say it and it, it's funny to laugh at, but this team does not know how to lose. I mean, Darcy Brown, Wareham, you know, both of them have gone 
their entire ODI careers without losing a game. And then suddenly you get to the situation, you know, as with any human when confronted with something they've never done before, it's, it's hard to grapple with those emotions, but they're going to have to figure out a way to get over themselves. You know, I don't want to say it's ego because I don't think it is. I think they're just accustomed to it. But, you know, from a equation of going, oh, you know, Australia just need to win one out of five to Australia need to win one out of four. Mm-hmm. Well, it's getting a bit awkward now. They actually need to win one out of three. And they've been very loud and clear they don't just want to retain the ashes they want to win them they've only got two games left and they need two wins and they're looking like a, mm-hmm. a, quite honestly a shell of a team well so at the end of late 2017 they played in that series um, England came back and drew it at the end Australia retained the trophy and they were pissed Australia they were not happy at drawing that series they do not want to do that again they have to win both of the last two ODIs and they should on form they should beat England twice in a row but They've got, they're nervous now. They've, they've got it in their heads. It, it was difficult out there today. It was one of those Bristol kind of pitches where it's brown and it's slow and it's tacky and basically it's hard to play big shots. And the more pace came off the ball, the more difficult it was um, for players to hit through the line. Perry, I mean, I've never seen Perry bat so awkwardly, such a lack of timing. Like, it was brave in a way. She kept taking on the field, but I counted three times she gets it just over the field, twice she gets dropped, and the third time the catch is finally held and that's in the space of 41 runs yeah and I I think for me the thing which is bugging me is you always say if you want to beat this Australian team you you can't make any mistakes but actually the T20 at Lords England dropped what four catches again today they dropped five catches and a miss six and a miss stumping six and a miss stumping and yet this amazing Australian team we talk up so much are still losing out to it Mm. and you know it's it's very comparable to the cricket I'm probably going to be playing next Saturday a lot of drop catches and some pretty ugly batting to be honest it's not the kind of batting you'd, you'd expect from here it's it's providing entertainment for sure but I think Australia as soon as they won the toss they also had the advantage mm. batting first it was a good decision from Healy because she could have very easily looked up seen the grey skies gone it's going to swing a bit but as you say it's a, it's a, a nasty wicket no offence to the Bristol ground stuff I love you all um, but it was a nasty wicket and the team chasing was always going to be at a disadvantage and you know they managed to go around that decision in England in the end but not without quite a lot mm. of mistakes on the way again England making plenty of mistakes. Well, let's, let's go through the middle of, of the innings. And the, and the same sort of thing applies both times around, which is that any time you try to put the foot down, um, you make mistakes, wickets fall. Beth Mooney's the one who adapts. She adjusts. She's so smart. She's so clever at assessing a situation. She was the key in that first T20 that Australia did win. Would have lost that if not for her batting through until the second last ball. She's the key today. She makes 81 not out. She doesn't try to over-hit the ball. She doesn't over-attack too much. She works it around. She's happy to go at a strike rate of under 100 if it helps them get up towards a decent um, total. And then as wickets fall through the middle, you know, people chip in. They come in and tell him makes 24. And it's bowled by a good ball from Alice Capsey and, and so on. But then Jonathan's key at the end, they put on 55 together. And then George Wareham comes out and makes 12 of six balls. And even that felt important just at giving Australia a boost. 263 they make. England have never chased a score that big uh, ever. So there, I think there have been 14, 15 chases of that that magnitude in women's ODIs, England don't have one of them. So it should, even at the halfway mark where it felt like Australia hadn't batted quickly, it should still have been enough. Yeah, it, it should have. And, you know, people go back to the, the World Cup final and go, hang on a second, England got 350 plus in chasing that down. It's, how, are they, how have they never been successful chasing this kind of score? But, you know, it's 
the, the, I think the biggest issue for, for England as well and, and seeing how this pitch was was spin. It was always going to be a challenge because you knew you had 10 overs of Gardner who has been all over England this series so far. And I think for me, you know, you mentioned a few key partnerships for Australia, but I just want to give... Beth Mooney a little hug just one where you hold on for a few seconds too yeah. long and you give her a bit of a squeeze at the end and maybe then like your grandma just slip her a tenner in the hand when you say goodbye because <laughs> slice every, of fruitcake honestly a very sherry filled fruitcake because yeah. you know she she does everything we say in the commentary box where and everyone goes up here and goes oh, it's easier to say up here than do it well Beth Mooney proves it's not she mm. goes and plays a sensible innings and I would say you know probably the most sensible yes Heather Knight did a good innings as well but she did make some very strange decisions mm. which I'm sure we'll go into but Beth Mooney read this surface she played well yes people were going she'd be disappointed not to get 100 but Australia would have got nowhere near that total if it was not for her just being a good cricketer yep. Beth Mooney gold star for you yeah it's not a, I mean who cares about getting 100 it's about getting a decent score a defendable score and it was defendable except Australia bowl absolute trash off the top horrendous they conceded more extras in their first three overs than England conceded in 50 overs you've got wides you've got Darcy Brown going five wides down the leg side you've got no balls they open with Perry and Brown so Megan Shute doesn't open the bowling their best swing operator her main weapon is the incredible UFO in swinger that she's able to bowl they don't use her until later in into the innings um, by 12 overs, the time 12 overs have gone, they've conceded 108. They're going at eight and a half and over because they keep bowling seam up and the ball's a bit newer, it's a bit harder, it's a bit easier to hit. And so, like, Elise Perry bowls a beauty to get rid of Sophia Dunkley in the fourth over, but after that, Capsie comes out uh, and, and just, just lays into him. And, you, and you've got Tammy Beaumont laying into him as well. And they don't turn to spin. This was the weirdest bit for me, is that Elisa Healy, like, you've just seen what happened. You've just seen the previous innings. You've seen how hard it is to time big shots when the pace is off. And you're like, let's keep going with pace on. Annabelle Sutherland, uh, Darcy Brown, and they just keep getting smashed. The weird thing as well with this correlation between Australia and wides for me, if you we were looking at the T20s, now of the top 10 women's team, they're the team who's bowled the most T20s. And yes, they've got some bowlers who are a little bit quicker than some of the other teams. But for me, it, you know, it's, it's not an excuse. And yes, in the past, they've had that luxury of actually being able to put up such a large first innings total. You can bowl, you know, 10, 15, 20 wides in innings. But yep. if teams are going to start, you know, getting a bit closer to the line, England, India in particular, these last 12 months, you know, you, you can't afford to do it. And I dislike that teams are so... They're not bold enough in their decisions. Mm. You know, spin dominates in women's cricket from the, the club level, domestic game, international level. Most openers will want to come in. They will want to get pace on the ball. Dunkley has had, you know, she's had a bit of a stinker with the shorter ball. But apart from that, the way she holds the bat, the kind of grip she has, she wants it fast, she wants it full. And when she gets off to a head start, you know, of course, as you say, bowled by a good ball today. But it's same with Tammy Beaumont. She's a, a player who likes a drive. Why don't you mix things up? Give Ash Gardner the new ball. Just make something, make them uncomfortable. And then England will squirm under the pressure of, of spin. And you have three spinners as well, you know, with Johnson. Well, could have had more. Actually, in a way, I was surprised that they go in with Jonathan Gardner Wareham. I thought you could have picked Alana King on this surface as well. Have a look down before you, you select your 11 because that could have been useful. And if you're worried about spinners going the journey with the field restrictions up, well, your seamers are getting smashed around the park and no one seems to, to worry about that. And as soon as spin is introduced, three balls of spin, Beaumont hits Georgia Wareham to mid-wicket, caught, and then the wickets keep coming to spin. Jonathan gets into the act, Gardner gets into the act, and suddenly it's tense for England. It was. I must add that Wareham's dismissal of Tammy Beaumont was 
perhaps the worst ball wear and bold all day. It was a lovely drag down, but the mm. prime example of England players throwing away their wickets because, you know, this isn't to say Ash Gardner. It's hard to time that sometimes. Oh, well, it is hard to time it, but maybe just think about it a little mm. bit more. It's, uh, you know, easier to set up here, as I said, than playing on the pitch. But, you know, not to say that the Australian bowlers haven't done well, but England have primarily thrown away their wickets against mm. spin. That is majorly because of the pressure being applied in those dot balls and those singles and squeezing and drying up those boundaries but the shots England played if you know I could list it with Beaumont you've then got Capsie to long on Capsie to long on yep. Jones a soft caught and bowled back to the bowl back to Wareham again back to Wareham Eccleston playing the most frustrating knock where she was playing her role down to a tee accompanying Heather Knight who was making some strange decisions to always run the first single of the over. Gosh, I can't even, I'll get angry speaking about that. And Eccleston then deciding to go, I've played my role perfectly. Mm -hmm. Let's swing one out right into the hands of Cow. And then yeah. Sarah Glenn as well, you know, playing a naughty little nudge into the covers and a simple catch. It's so frustrating to say, especially at that point going, you've only got two more overs of Gardner, let's say, to get through. You know, Jonathan's going to be bowling a bit at the death. Just keep knocking it for singles you need less than one run a ball and there's brain fades happening in the middle which of course is understandable and it, for me I'm just excited that at least in Southampton you could see an English team who maybe doesn't make any mistakes because if they can beat Australia making this many simple mistakes yeah. then what could happen at Southampton if they put out their best performance amazing to see Australia so off the boil and their spinners were good they did a job and shoot gets Danny Wyatt caught at backward point that felt important as well and so you get down to what about 50 needed at seven wickets down and then about 30 needed at eight wickets down and this is when when Kate Cross comes out to join Heather Knight and you know that Lauren Bell can't bat at all I will just say, I, I bowled at Lauren Bell on the nets yesterday as a net bowler, and she can bat when you bowl her plenty of half volleys. Right. So I had faith in her, but sure. I did I did want Kate Cross to do it, just for a bit of security. And and they manage to, I mean, Heather Knight doesn't do an awful lot of it, because like you say, she keeps taking one, but she does smack a big six over the, the leg side. That helps take the pressure off, and Kate Cross pulls out a few of her shots at the end. They get home with about 11 balls to spare, two wickets in hand, the ash is alive. Um, I mean... Eight days ago, they needed to win five in a row and it felt impossible. Now, it doesn't feel impossible. And it does go to show just how moody and pessimistic every single person in the media centre and the commentary boxes are because all of us, you know, as soon as the test was lost, was going, oh, it's going to be a miserable two weeks, isn't it? Yeah, can't <laughs> wait for this to be over. Rather than having that childlike belief that anything can happen and I'm a bit worried this is going to rub off in my adult life now that I'm going to be going well if England can turn things around then I'm going to start earning a crazy salary I'm going to find a flat in Bristol that's not going to happen is it but it might do it might do now I'm going to bump into I don't know Chris Wokes at my local Sainsbury's and we're going to become best friends and we're going to run off to the Caribbean together. He's I believe he, it's going to happen now. He's going to hold your hand on the plane if, when you're nervous. He's going to get me some gluten-free digestives. <laughs> like Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible. Uh, let's go to the final word hall of fame. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. The Hall of Fame, where we pick our most final word moments of the day. It's brought to you by Westfield London and Westfield Stratford City. I'm going back to London straight after this, so I could go there if I wanted to, for instance, go and uh, hit some home runs at Home Run House, or if I wanted to do some rock climbing. These are the things you can do at the mall. Did you know this? I didn't know you could do rock climbing at the mall. Yeah. I'm, I'm tempted now. I need to work on my upper body strength, so... They've got sixes where you can get in the nets and play cricket. They've got the baseball place. They've got uh, all-star lanes where you can do 10-pin bowling. And they've got rock climbing. Who knew? Now, what, what, what stood out for you? What was your, uh, your Hall of Fame? I mean, there's some obvious ones. You could think of the Sophie Eccleston catch at mid-arm where she whipped that one hand up in the air. Periscope catch. Took a screamer and then the classic strip broad reaction of the, the scream of how did I do that? Well, you're a very good cricketer. That's probably mm. why you did it. But I'm not Drop really the easy one at slip. She did, but she likes to just, you know, deceive people into yep. thinking she can't catch. My moment, though, it's got to be Heather Knight taking the single on the first ball of every over when England needed 50 to win. Yes, Sophie Eccleston's a very competent batter. Yes, Sarah Glenn's got a few runs this season, but it was such a, a, a screw you in the face of all traditional cricket tactics which are used across club cricket across the country she just took the single watched from the non-strikers end said Had, have fun against Ash Gardner I'm going to be safely here and it was brilliantly you know what there should be more of that in cricket more selfish batting in cricket Steve, it was Steve Waugh Heather Knight and Steve Waugh the only difference is Steve Waugh has a Commonwealth Games silver medal and Heather Knight does not now um, but look she, she got him there she got him there I'm going to go with Ellis Capsey who I mean can bowl off spin but I, I would say you'd have to be generous to say that she's more than a part-timer. Like, she's a good part-timer, but she's still, she's not a frontline option. She bowled nine overs on the spin through the middle of the innings and was not hit for a boundary until the ninth over. She bowled eight overs without going for four, um, just floating them up there. She doesn't even run up. She just walks up to the crease, basically, like she's sneaking up on somebody and then lobs them down the far end. She got a bit of turn, she got a bit of bounce, and she did a beautiful job. Yes, and I'm a major, you know, Alice Capsi fan. I, I adore her. I love that she has developed from essentially bowling pies to now bowling nine over spells for England. I think for me that shows most importantly England's development from a point where last year at the ODI versus India at Canterbury, they were smacked for over 330, Harmon Creek Corps, one of the best innings I've ever seen. And England used five bowlers. They had Lamb, they had Dunkley, they had Wyatt, they had Capsie in the team for that game. And they only used five mm -hmm. bowlers. Here today, have a night, just a bit more flexible. And they played Capsie at the perfect time because they realised Australia were probably a few more wickets down than they would have liked. Yep. Let's sneak in some. And I, I don't think they were probably expecting to be able to sneak in so many. But she yeah. did a, a wonderful job. Yeah, they were four down and it was just a bit too close to risk losing another one. Anyway, England stay alive. That's that's the, the most interesting part of this series, which means all to play for, uh, for at Southampton. Maybe we'll get some rain if it's a washout. 
for instance, that well then then the entire trophy's on the line for the last game. We shall see. Um, we'll be keeping a close eye on it. This has been the final word. Women's Ashes Daily. Jeff Lemon, thanks to Melissa Story for co-hosting. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the final word if you want to support the show. And uh, other than that, we'll see you next time there's cricket, which will be very soon. Empty wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it, write it out and